In chapter 11 of Psalms, King David is confronting all the people who are scoffing at him and telling him, don't believe in God. He's not taking care of you. You're suffering your entire life. How could it be that he's taking care of you? And King David responds and he says, Hashem Tzadik Yivchan. God examines the righteous people. The Zohar says, not just does it mean he examines them. The words can also mean Hashem Tzadik Yivchan, that he strengthens the righteous people through suffering. And he explains that even the righteous people have sinned in their lives. And the best place and the best way to purify, the easiest way to cleanse sins is through hardships and suffering in this world. Because it's so much easier to get it in this world than in the world to come. So the Tzaddik realizes that, yes, I'm going through a hard time, but God is doing it as a favor to strengthen my body, to purify me, to cleanse me from the sins that I've done, to allow me to enter the world to come completely pure. In chapter 12 of Tehillim, King David says to Hashem, Shia Hashem, Save us, Hashem, ki gomar chasid, because there are no more righteous people. And the commentaries expand that he was saying was that we've lost all righteous and holy people. We have no one to turn to for advice. We could just lift our eyes up to heaven and say, Hashem, you should save us. And this is the case today. We unfortunately hear in the news every other day, every week, we hear of this person passed away, that person passed away. We're losing our sages day after day, unfortunately. And what this leaves us to say is, Oshio Hashem, save us Hashem. Ki gamar there are no more devout people. Yes, we have people, but the levels of the righteous Torah sages that we used to have, we don't have anymore. And we have to turn up our eyes and lift our eyes to heaven and say, you save us. There's no one else to turn to, or Shia Hashem, you should help us and take us out of this long and bitter exile. In chapter 13 of Tehillim, King David says to Hashem, Hashem Until when Hashem are you going to forget about me? And he goes on to say the words, Ad Ana, a total of four times. And Rashi quotes a Medrash that King David was prophesizing that one day the Jewish nation are going to go through four different exiles. And he says an Ad Ana, until when for each exile. How long is each exile going to last? And right now we're in the fourth Ad Ana, we're in the fourth and longest exile. And we don't know how long is it going to last, till when's it going to be over. And all we could do is say the final verse of this chapter where King David says, I have complete faith in your kindness. That yes, we're in a big Ad Ana, we don't know. But we have complete faith that one day Hashem will come. And he's going to save us. And then we're going to be our Shira Lashem. We're going to sing praise to Hashem for the fact that he took us out of this longest and bitter exile. In chapter 14 of Tehillim, King David is prophesizing about the time that Nebuchadnezzar is going to come into Yerushalayim and he's going to destroy the Beis HaMikdash. And then he goes on to say, Hashem Mishamayim Hishkif. Hashem will look down from heaven. He'll look at his people, to see, is there anyone smart? Is there anyone there with intellect who is going to be Doratius Elohim? He's going to seek out God. And the commentaries explain that when Hashem punishes us, for example, when he destroys our base of Mikdash, what he really wants is to wake us up from our sleep and realize that we've been doing something wrong. But he looks down at the world and he says, is there anybody home? Is there anybody there who realized why am I doing this? To pick it up and come back and do teshuva and ask for my name. And we don't want to be those people as he's doing things to us where he's looking down and he says, is there anybody home? We want to say that, yes, I'm home. I'm there. I got the message. I understand that you're telling me something. I want to do teshuva and come back closer to you. In chapter 15 of Tehillim, King David says, Mizmur David, a song to David, Hashem miyagah who is going to be the one who will dwell in your holy tent? Who is it going to be? 
Who is going to be the one that will make it into Hashem's tent? And he goes on to list 10 things. A list of 10 things. And the Zohar HaKadosh expounds that each one of these 10 is correspondent to one of the Aserah Sadibras, one of the 10 commandments. So we can't go through all of them. I'm just going to point out the first one. The first one is Holech Tamim. Somebody who goes with simplicity. Wholeheartedness with simplicity. And the Zohar writes that corresponding to the first one of the Ten Commandments. That says, Anochi Hashem Alokacha. I am Hashem your God. And King David's expanding that we have to believe with Amunah that Hashem is our God and He's running the world with Tamim, with simplicity. Without thinking and asking too many questions of why and what and why did He do this and what happened over there. Just believe. Anochi Hashem Alokacha. Holech Tamim. Do it wholeheartedly with pure and clear and simple faith. In chapter 16 of Tehillim, David HaMalach writes one of his most famous verses, Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samit. I place Hashem in front of my eyes constantly. Rav Shamshun of Hirsch explains this word Shivisi in the most amazing way. He writes, the root of the word comes from the word Shavet, equal, even. That means that David is saying that I place Hashem in front of my eyes evenly, equally all the time. What this means is that people sometimes think that Hashem is up there and He doesn't look at what goes on down here. Then we think that even if He does look at what goes on down here, but does He look at my every action? Does He only look at the big ones? Does He even care about the little minute decisions that I make? And David is saying, Shivisi Hashem lenegdi samid. Hashem watches over me equally, evenly, every single thing that I do, every decision, every moment, Hashem is equally with me. In chapter 17 of Tehillim, David writes, Hakshiva Rinasi, listen to my prayer, to my song. Hazina Tefilasi, let your ear listen to my tefillah below Sifse Mirma that have been said without any lips of deceit. What does it mean a prayer without any lips of deceit? So the Holy Zara, the Zara Kaddish expands that when we pray, every word of our tefillah, of our prayer goes up high up into the heavens. And when they get to a certain point, there's a security checkpoint. And the angels take the word and they examine it and they look at the motives. How pure was it said? How clean were those words? How truthful were those words that we said? And if it passes inspection, they let it go to an even higher place. If not, they send it somewhere else that we don't want to know about. And David is saying that my prayers to you are said below Sifse Murma. There's no lips of deceit. I mean every word that I say. And that's how we need a daven. We have to make sure that our words that come out of our mouths are pure, they're clean, they're straight, they're truthful. And then the angels will take them and send them to the highest possible place. Chapter 18 is a longer one where King David is singing a song to Hashem towards the end of his life, saving him from all his enemies. And he says the words, Ki ta'irneri, You Hashem, you light up my lamp. What does it mean that Hashem lights up my lamp? So the Malbim, one of the great commentators, explains a beautiful point. He says that how do we understand deeper spiritual concepts? With what? Our body has no way of understanding it. The seichel, the intellect, is the vessel that allows us to understand high spiritual concepts. But even the intellect is just a lamp. It still needs something to switch it on. It's a lamp, but we need an external thing that will make this lamp go on. And Hashem is the one that turns on our intellect to allow us to understand this Torah. So yes, we have the vessel, but if Hashem wouldn't flood that vessel with light and turn on its switch, we wouldn't know anything. Yes, we have a lamp. But we always need to turn to Hashem to turn on our lamp. In chapter 19, David HaMalach says a famous passage, Torah Hashem Tamima. The Torah of Hashem is Tamima, it's complete, it's perfect. Meshivas Nafesh, it restores the soul. 
Says the Zohar HaKadosh, an amazing thing, that this is referring to two different worlds. This world and Olam Haba, the world to come. Torah Hashem Tamima, the Torah Hashem is perfect in this world. It gives us the best possible life down here in this world. And not just that, but somebody who devotes one's life to Torah study, to keeping what the Torah says. Meshivas Nafesh is going to restore our soul, allowing us the ability to have resurrection of the dead, and merit the world to come. So Torah is good for everything. Tamima, it's the best thing. It's whole, it's complete. It'll give us the best life down here. And it's also going to restore our soul, give us our ticket to the world to come. In chapter 20 of Tehillim, David HaMalach says, Yan Hashem He's asking for help that Hashem should answer us on a day of distress, but we really need the help. And he says a secret. How do we merit this help? And he says, Yishlach Ezrecha Mikodesh. Send forth your help from your sanctuary. Says Reb Shamshun Hirsh. Hashem will help us when He sees that we're devoted to His cause. When we see that our attitude towards His Kodesh, His sanctuary, our entire life is to bring about the glory of Hashem in the world, of course He's going to deliver us from our troubles. If it's our own agenda, maybe yes, maybe not. If we're here for Him, He's going to deliver us on our day of trouble. So we say, send us your help from your sanctuary, because we are here for your sanctuary. We are here to promote your cause. And therefore help us to continue doing our mission to do your mission.